It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. A slow second day off in a row for the Warriors, but it's never really slow when it comes to the Golden State Warriors. There is some Macaw news. Clay, not much of a dribbler. Steph starting a new tour. Going to look at some of the depth problems some more. And Boogie on his way back. We got to hear from him and Steve Kerr today. All that's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's going on? A slow yet good episode today. Second day off in a row. The the Warriors have had a really nice last six days where it comes down to they had two days off, Knicks game, two days off, Bulls game, before they go on this long road trip coming up. But still some news going down in the world of the Golden State Warriors going to start with some of the more basic stuff uh pat mccaw going to talk about him a little bit later going to talk about steph starting the underrated tour demarcus cousins coming back on the 18th i guess you know i'm just gonna have to stick with my prediction that he'll be back friday even though he's not gonna be but i can't just you know flip-flop but my original prediction was mid-january Coming back mid-January. So I'm still wrong. Anyways. DeMarcus Cousins coming back. A lot of different things going on for the Warriors right now. I also wanted to talk a little more about the depth. I know I mentioned it the other day, but pretty basically. I went back and actually looked at the rosters over the last two years and still feel the same way, if not even more so. But let's start with... The big, the biggest news, I guess you could say, which is DeMarcus Cousins on his way back. He is going to be making his debut most likely on the 18th, somewhere between the 18th and the 21st, most likely. Coming back from his Achilles tear, it's going to be almost a year to the date when he comes back. And Steve Kerr, I played the audio for you last time, Steve Kerr mentioning just about it's it's about when he feels right and ready. It's not about any time frame for the team or anything like that, needing to see him by a certain point or anything. And I believe him and agree, but I also think that there is a benefit to him coming back a couple weeks before the trade deadline and a couple weeks before buyout start. And that benefit is the fact that they will get somewhat of a read on DeMarcus Cousins. Not that he's going to come back and be 100%, and you'll know for sure that that's what he is and that's what he's going to be moving forward. 
but they can at least get some sort of understanding about it. They can have some idea of how he looks, how he's going to play, how he's going to fit in, etc. So then they can kind of try and figure out what they want to do with that 15th roster spot. At the moment, it looks like they're going to want to add another big, add another center, preferably a guy like Robin Lopez or Dwayne Dedman or whoever might get bought out. They could also look at trading for someone. Dwayne Dedman most likely would be available in a trade because his salary is not as restricting as Robin Lopez is. Robin Lopez Lopez's salary is. There we go. But it could also be the fact that Boogie comes back, looks great. Kavon Looney does great in that backup role. Jordan Bell does fine in his minutes. And maybe they go look for another wing. Maybe they just sign Damian Lee to that final roster spot. Who knows? But the bottom line is with Boogie coming back and playing in either eight or nine games, depending on when he comes back and if he plays in every single game, but playing a handful of games, eight or nine or so, before the trade deadline gives the Warriors a little bit of a look at how it's going to work and how to address that last roster spot. And that's just the trade deadline. Buyouts happen pretty quick after the trade deadline, but not immediately. So it's not a date that they have to figure things out by or anything like that, but it's a good, good little checkpoint, I guess you could say. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins was at shoot-around today, or practice, whatever you want to call it, and he participated fully and actually spoke to the media after, and he had some interesting things to say. I mean, well, you know, Steve was kind of looking for a certain thing, you know, on the coach's side of things. But, uh, you know, for me, it was kind of the same thing every day. So uh, it was hard to kind of find that point where I could just break through and uh, actually, you know, do what he was looking for. So uh, I think that's more. Sorry, about that. I think that's more on the coaching side of things. And, uh, you know, you know, I'm at the point where I'm at now, and uh, like I said, I'm ready to just be back on the field. Do you know what that thing was? No, you gotta ask coach. So interesting quote from Boogie there about Steve was looking for something, and Boogie doesn't know what that was that Steve wanted to see, as far as his breakthrough or whatever. And at the end, they asked, you know, did you know? And he said, no, you have to ask coach. And I can understand Boogie's frustration if, if a guy feels like he's ready to be back on the floor. And there were reports about Boogie in his camp thinking he could return for Christmas, like mid-December. And that just wasn't the case. And it's a tough situation, but the bottom line is he's coming back. And when it comes to a player like DeMarcus and the injury that he had and a player his size, it's better to err on the side of caution. And that's what the Warriors are doing and have done. Steve Kerr also talked about Boogie's return, but one of his most interesting answers was about DeMarcus Cousins and just the entire rehab process that Boogie's had to deal with. And I'm going to have to read it to you because there is no audio of it. It's a long one, so just stick with me here. But this is Steve Kerr on DeMarcus Cousins' rehab process. I have a lot of compassion for him because what he's been through. When you think about when the injury happened, he's getting ready to sign a max or near-max contract, whether it was with New Orleans or someone else, a life-changing amount of money, not to mention the gratification that comes with being 
one of the best players in the world, an all-star right in his prime. That all went down the drain for him. So think about that. As he's going through his rehab, he's only human. He had to be thinking, man, what happened? All of a sudden, I'm in Golden State on the mid-level for one year watching everyone else play basketball. That's not easy. So we've tried to help him through that. And like I said, the last couple weeks, his overall happiness just seems better. He's in a better place. So Steve, as he does, taking a, I don't know if spiritual is the right term, but, you know, Steve likes to go deeper, more than just the basketball stuff, the emotional side of things. And I think he nailed it. It's got to be tough for Boogie. It's going to continue to be tough for him, but I think it's going to be great when he gets back on the floor. There are other questions and other answers today uh, during the media availability with Steve Kerr and DeMarcus Cousins. Nothing groundbreaking really happened there, but Steve did mention that Boogie is going to start immediately. He's going to start no matter what. But then beyond that, everything's on the table, how the rotations are going to go down, matchups, who he's going to play against, who he won't play against, just all that stuff that goes with it. But the one thing we do know is that Boogie's going to start. And as far as working his way into, you know, the not just the rotation, but playing with the other four All-Stars, etc. It was all pretty standard stuff. Nothing too crazy to come out of the the uh, media availability today, except that it's close and that it could be the 16th. The 18th against the Clippers is not locked in stone, um, but around then. It's most likely going to be either the Pelicans, Clippers, or Lakers when he comes back. And it's just me, I guess. I would kind of want him to have his first game at home but I can understand why not because that first game at home is against the Pelicans and with how emotional DeMarcus Cousins is. Maybe you don't want to do that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But if he does start at either the Clippers or Lakers, his first home game won't be until January 31st against the Sixers uh, at Oracle on a Thursday night. So, does it really matter? No, but I think that first time he he takes the floor at Oracle is going to be pretty awesome. It's going to be pretty great. Uh, Anthony Slater of The Athletic did a nice job of going into what it's going to look like on, on the court with DeMarcus Cousins and where some of his deficiencies might be. Uh, we're going to talk about that coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Hewlett-Packard Enterprise. At CDW, we get modern servers need to be flexible. Flexible, scalable, and predictable. I predicted you'd say that. Okay, what will I say next? Probably something about server security. Impressive and freaky. CDW can implement secure Hewlett-Packard Enterprise Gen 10 servers that improve speed and performance while reducing costs. While reducing costs. See, predictable. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. I predict a web address. CDW.com slash HPE. I'm in your mind, man. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. 
I uh, just went over some of the media availability with DeMarcus and Steve Kerr today. As I said, nothing too groundbreaking happening there. Pretty standard stuff. But just it highlights the fact that it's getting closer, man. We're real close to getting Boogie on the floor. And I've mentioned this before. It's not just the fact that they're getting DeMarcus Cousins, but the fact that they're just getting a able-bodied seven-foot, you know, 270-pound center back. Because they don't have that. They don't. So that's going to be great for them to have after they've been getting beat up by some of the bigger guys like Nurkic and Gobert, Capella, a bunch of, you know, pretty much everyone. Jokic. The Western Conference is actually stacked with big centers. And it's funny. I've been saying it for a while. People have talked about, well, the center position is dead. And I said, well, yeah, sure. The low post, throw it down to... Uh, the guy on the block and just wait around for him to make a move or pass out. Yeah, that center position is dead. But the the center position is not dead. It's just changed to where a guy like Clint Capella is your perfect modern-day center. Still making $90 million, still a huge, important piece of the team. But, yeah, you're not going to throw it to him on the post. I did this before, but I mean, Clippers have Boban and Marcin Gortat. Lakers have Chandler, JaVale, uh, what's his name? Zubach, you know, gave him buckets. Phoenix Suns have Aiton. Kings have Willie Cauley-Stein. Kings are kind of on the smaller side. But they do have, they still have uh, the young guys, Bagley and and uh, and Giles. Mavs, DeAndre Jordan, Rockets, Clint Capella. Grizzlies obviously have... Jaron Jackson Jr. and Mark Gasol, Pelicans, Anthony Davis, Spurs have Gasol and uh, Portal. Nuggets have Mason Plumley, Jokic, T-Wolves, Cat, OKC obviously has Steven Adams, Blazers have Nurkic, and Jazz, Jazz have Rudy Gobert. And I'll just do the West because the East won't matter until the finals, and once we get there, I'll discuss that. But at the moment, Getting a big center like DeMarcus Cousins is going to be huge for the the Warriors because they haven't had one, and they've been getting their asses kicked by big centers all year. So that's just the benefit of getting someone his size. But DeMarcus Cousins is a lot more than just a big body. He's one of the most skilled players in the NBA as well, especially at the center spot. So I would suggest you all go read Anthony Slater's article about Cousins, what he'll bring to the team. Some of it I've talked about here, some of it... uh, He goes into a lot more depth. I would suggest you all go check it out on The Athletic. Uh, But just a couple things that I've talked about before. His passing out of the high post and low post, like we saw with David West. Uh, Steph Curry even mentioned that David West is probably the most missed player uh, from last year because of what he would do with the second unit uh, and his passing, how they'd run the offense through him. And I do think that DeMarcus Cousins will serve a similar role but the thing is, DeMarcus Cousins has a lot more skill than David, you know, a 37-year-old David West did, as good as D. West was. And D. West also only played about 12 minutes a game. So his passing out of that high, uh, high post and low post is going to be vital to the Warriors because they haven't had it this year, and I've talked about it before. And obviously it's because of no David West and because of how they decided to address the center position. I don't blame them for going with the young guys, but the bottom line is it hasn't worked out. So getting Cousins back to run that second unit and run the second unit through him will obviously help, and especially because he can do more things than David West could if that pass isn't there. 
passes in there. All right, go ahead. Boogie, get yours. Make a move on the post. Put up a jumper. Uh, his rebounding, obviously. Warriors have had some trouble rebounding. I mean, Clint Capella, I think, had 1,000 rebounds. Between Clint Capella and Yusuf Nurkic, I think, yeah, it was 2,000 rebounds in those three games. Uh, but no, they got their asses kicked on the boards by those two players. And having someone, this is where not only his skill, but part of that skill in rebounding is that he's such a big body, will come into play. He's not the fleetest of foot or, you know, the most well-conditioned athlete ever. He can kind of be slow getting back up and down the court. Transition defense might be a problem, which it already is for the Warriors. But transition offense, he is going to be that trailing three, mostly because he's slow to get down the court. But that's still a weapon that works to his advantage and to the team's advantage. So he'll be get a lot of transition buckets that way by being the, the trailing three-point shooter, basically. And then the pick and pop with him and Steph. I know Steve Kerr doesn't like to use it a lot, but if he does, that's going to be lethal. That's going to be lethal. Still one of the best pick and pop players in the game, DeMarcus Cousins. And his shooting has gone from, he took, what was it? Something like 70% of his shots were either in the restricted area or from three. He took very few mid-rangers last year. It's some, similar to, but on an obviously different scale to what we saw with Mo Spates in his second and third years with the Warriors. Second year, first and second year, he was taking just a ton of mid-range because he was lethal from there. Warriors coaches said, why don't you take a few steps back and shoot those threes? And he would do that and he'd knock them down. And that's kind of the same thing that, that DeMarcus Cousins has done. Since he's able to ex- expand his range, he's taken threes and a ton of them. And that's what he's going to do with the Warriors as well. So the return of DeMarcus or the debut, whatever, I don't know how you guys want to put it since he, you know, has never played for the Warriors. Technically, it's not a return. Is going to be huge for this team for a ton of different reasons. And one of the things that we can't really quantify is just the, the life it will inject to this Warriors team that can get bored, can get easily bored during an 82-game regular season. But it's you know, a project for them, a new thing for them to work on is DeMarcus Cousins being there and trying to fit him into the offense and to see how it can work and how they can, I don't know, make it work best for them and for him and win a championship. That was one of the things they wanted to do for him and for themselves. So I would suggest everyone go check out that uh, athletic article by Anthony Slater. I just gave you a little tidbits of it. Uh, A lot of it we've talked about here before anyways, but he goes into great detail and great depth. So I'd suggest you all go check it out. Going to take a quick break. Coming up next, going to talk about the Pat McCaw saga, which I just, at this point, I feel bad for him, and look into the depth of the Warriors a little bit deeper. That's coming up next on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. 
That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. Charles T. Hamilton, what's good? Just finished talking about DeMarcus and how he's going to fit with the team. And it's just, it's getting close, man. It's getting real close. It's eight days away. Could be six days away, depending on when they decide to to pull the trigger to start him. So we will see. But one of the things I wanted to talk about, because it's kind of come to an end now, is the Pat McCaw saga, drama, whatever you want to call it. So we all know the situation. He was holding out. He didn't. He basically didn't want to be a warrior, whatever. He wanted to be a free agent, and he technically got that. So the Cavs signed him to a two-year, $6 million offer sheet, none guaranteed, all non-guaranteed. He goes and plays there for, you know, a week and a half, and they cut him before the money becomes guaranteed. So he becomes a free agent. Then he signs with the Toronto Raptors for the minimum, and so he's a Toronto Raptor right now. Here's where I'm confused and almost feel bad for him, but not really. Assuming we don't know what he wanted. We've heard he really wanted to be an unrestricted free agent and he really wanted more opportunity that he wasn't going to get with the Warriors and things like that. So let's assume that it was all about opportunity, playing time, unrestricted free agency and money. He goes to the Cavs, assuming that was going to be a spot for him to get some minutes and play his game, maybe play a little point, maybe get to handle a little more because they're such a bad team that rosters in shambles, et cetera. Well, he goes there and it doesn't work out. He doesn't play well. He, he plays like Pat McCaw. Honestly, he plays the same role he played with the warriors and is useful, but non-existent isn't the right word, but, definitely in the background and they decide to cut him. So that makes him an unrestricted free agent at that moment. So if we're working under the assumption that it was money, that he wanted to make more money, staying with the Cavs would have made him more money, but that's not up to him. The Cavs decided to cut him. He then is signing with Toronto. So if we're assuming that it's more money that he wanted, he's not getting that with Toronto. At the very least, he's going to make at least a million less than he would have made with the Warriors on a qualifying offer. Maybe two million less than he would have made with the Warriors if he signed that two-year $5.2 million deal. Because the qualifying offer was for $1.7, the two-year deal was he would make $2.7 this year, $2.5 next year. He signs with Toronto for the minimum on the rest of the season, which is like 700 something. So he cost himself at least 1 million, if not $2 million. Unrestricted free agency. Let's say that's what it was about. He wanted to be an unrestricted free agent. He technically got that after the Cavs cut him, but in signing with the Raptors for the rest of the year, guess what he's going to be at the end of this season? 
a restricted free agent. Is he going to do the same bitching and crying and, and, uh, and holding out that he did this year just to try and get to restrict unrestricted free agency? Is he going to pull the same bullshit he did this year on the Raptors that he pulled on the Warriors to try and get there? I doubt it. I'm surprised he did it in the first place considering the type of player he is, but I, I, I don't know. And then opportunity. You want opportunity? Maybe don't sign with the deepest team in the league, the Toronto Raptors. I don't know where his minutes are going to come there. And even if he does get minutes, it's not going to be in the role that he wants. So money didn't get it. Opportunity didn't get it. Unrestricted free agency, not getting it. If the whole deal was just to not be a warrior anymore, then congratulations, Pat. That's You did it. You're not a warrior. You, you gave up opportunity and money because I don't know why. To just not be a warrior, I guess. Because you were going to get more minutes with the Warriors than you're going to get with the Raptors. You were going to make more money with the Warriors than you're going to make with the Raptors. Uh, you know, I'm sorry you were going to have to be a restricted free agent. You were going to have to deal with the fact that that's how things work in the NBA. He bet on himself. I don't think the bet worked out. He's not a warrior anymore. Maybe that's the only thing he wanted. He is free to make whatever decisions he wants in his life, but I have to imagine he got some just absolutely terrible advice throughout this whole situation. And I hope it works out for him in Toronto or wherever. I don't know. But, man, this has been a mess that just has not worked out for Pat McCaw at all. One last thing I wanted to touch on before we wrap this thing up is the depth of the Warriors and the quote-unquote depth problem that the Warriors have. And I talked about it the other day because I don't agree with it uh, to an extent. I will say this. The players that are playing are better than what they've had. Now, if you want to tell me that, you know, spots 12 through 15 or whatever aren't as good, sure, but that's because DeMarcus Cousins has been injured the entire season. Jacob Evans is was a miss so far. A major miss. Damian Jones got injured. So those that, that's three roster spots right there that are not being used, basically. But I went and looked at the rosters over the last two years. And so here's the thing. Not as deep as before. Okay, so then... Who who are they missing so bad with their depth? Are we looking for, do we need Ian Clark, James Michael McAdoo, Pat McCaw, Matt Barnes, Briante Weber, Chris Boucher, Omri Caspi, and Nick Young? Are you taking any of those guys over Quinn Cook, Alfonso McKinney, Jonas Jerebko? I'm not. Hell, I'll throw Damian Lee in there too. I will take Damian Lee over most of these guys. So the depth problem to me is kind of overblown to an extent, at least as far as the players that are playing. If you want to look at the back end of the roster, fine. Fine. They The, the, the two inactive players every game aren't as good as the inactives they've had years before. How about that? Because this team is deeper and better than it's been over the last two years, ever since uh, Kevin Durant came, came to the Warriors. Now, if you want to tell me that the center position, they're lacking depth, at the center position, obviously. Obviously, that's the case. But when you tell me overall they're not as deep, that's just incorrect. 
that's just incorrect. David West, as I said, I've mentioned it all year. Steph Curry said it. He's the guy they missed the most. JaVale McGee, flawed player, but he could do some things that no one else can do. Zaza Pachulia, flawed player, but at least that's a big body you could put up against some of the other big bodies in the NBA. As soon as Damian Jones got hurt, the Warriors were incredibly undersized. As soon as Damian Jones went down, you're stuck with Kavon Looney, who's been good, and Jordan Bell, who, you know, even when he plays well, for some reason can't find the court the next game. But I will say this, with the Marcus Cousins coming back, with the trade deadline coming up, with buyouts coming up, it's plausible that the Warriors figure this out and are deeper than ever. DeMarcus Cousins comes back, plays great. Maybe Robin Lopez, Dwayne Dedman, whoever. Maybe they make a trade for someone. Maybe they sign Damian Lee to the, to the active roster. Whatever the moves are over the next couple weeks after DeMarcus Cousins comes back to shore up that center position and the rest of the roster maybe could make this team deeper than ever before because I already think they pretty much are in every position besides the center. Like I, that list I just read off, like, you guys got to be kidding me. You think those guys are better than what they have right now? Because they're not. They're not. Jacob Evans, speaking of which, he just got sent down to the G League. He's going to get some time down there, which is probably for the best. The guy needs to play, and he's not playing uh, for the for the Golden State Warriors, so might as well send him to Santa Cruz. And one last thing about uh, Boogie, because I'm kind of all over the place right now. I just want to get these last tidbits in. It was also talked about that Boogie will be targeted in pick and roll and in the playoffs, you know, especially against the Rockets because that's what they do. Screen, let James Harden dribble around for 20 seconds, and he takes a shot. He'll be targeted. But that's also something I've mentioned before with at least Kavon Looney and Jordan Bell. The funny thing about Jordan Bell is, yeah, he is a flawed player and might have regressed and is a second rounder and all those things. But he's a guy that's going to be important to them in the playoffs because of his ability to switch and play defense. Same thing with Kavon Looney. Kavon Looney's been better, though, uh, this entire year. And I would say, you know what, the the plan that the Warriors have had at the center position halfway through the season, they've played 41 games, has failed. I mean, it's that simple. I understand what they did. I understand why they did it. We have all these young guys. Let's try and get them some playing time, try and get them to develop. Damian Jones wasn't as good as we thought he was going to be, then gets hurt. Kavon Looney plays well, best suited for a backup, a rotational backup, most likely. Jordan Bell can't find the court. So... I understand the tactic and the plan they took with the center position hasn't worked. That's on them. That's on them, especially when there were centers out there that they could have gotten for cheap to uh, to play for the Warriors. But, oh, well, it happens. League pass picks for tonight. Only four games, and they're all actually pretty, pretty solid. We got Celtics, Heat, Clippers, Nuggets, Thunders, Spurs, Pistons, Kings. Man, that's uh, Clippers Nuggets. Obviously, got to throw that one in there. Clippers twenty four and sixteen. Nuggets twenty seven and twelve. Man, the Western Conference is just lost right now. Everyone sitting around twenty five wins, basically. Uh, Thunder Spurs, another good one. Thunder twenty five and fifteen. Spurs twenty four and eighteen. I mean, everyone's just right around there. Uh, that's what I'll go with. Clippers Nuggets. Thunder Spurs, this is Locked On Warriors. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be back tomorrow with another episode on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors. 
your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you are looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.